You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. It's the 9th of January 2017. Hello, I'm Benji Clifford, General Noisy Man, and I am back, back in the new year. And I'm joined here by the man who is sitting in the shed of Rassilon. It is Dalek Connoisseur, executive producer, writer, actor, man of many things, and occasional talky hotel inspector. It is Mr. Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> Why am I a talky hotel inspector? I don't inspector? know. I watched 40 Towers last night. Oh, the hotel it? inspectors. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That is brilliant. He, that he's, episode, he's not really he? a hotel inspector. but, but. Is, uh, Yes, isn't that where they put custard in Bernard Cribbins's... Uh, briefcase uh yes it is yes it's the yes, yes. So the, he sits there that's well, my favorite bit he sits there i would like to watch a program on bbc2 in the vicinity of your <laughs> bar area <laughs> because, i'm sorry what <laughs> so brilliant good old bernard anyway i'm um, sorry folks well, that was the faulty towers podcast uh, allow me to remind you that um Big Finish are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audio books. We do Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Prisoner, The Avengers, literally loads of stuff. Check us out at bigfinish.com if you haven't already. And this podcast marks the return of our traditional regular podcast format after a little Christmas and New Year break. Did you hear any of my... Podcasts without you, either of them, I should say. I had a quick flick because I was I was quite intrigued by some of the uh, the interview candidates. Uh, yes, yes. And I, I uh, because I said that you were wallowing in a pit of mince pies and <laughs> raspberry fall, which made me laugh because I just made it up on the spur of the moment. Well, that's funny because that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Re- really, honestly, that's that's what really, I do. That is, yes. I mean, yes, do tell us about your break in great detail, Benji, please. What did I do? Uh, Christmas was was incredibly busy. I did the usual shin digs as you do lots of partying and uh, shindigs shindigs I, I love all these retro phrases you use i had a 70s party i've got to tell you about of the 70s you party did. no it was basically my friend's sister messes me and me and my friend james we love the 70s probably because we didn't live through it so we love it affectionately yeah. that is the only way you'd love it i'm telling you because i lived through it <laughs> oh it's it's but we decided she said i want to throw him a party because he's never had a party before so i said okay well if we're going to do the 70s we've got to do it absolutely as authentic as possible so we went after a lot of money spent in antique shops all around uh, where i live uh, we we went into his his house and quite literally we we because we always sit in the kitchen and chill out. We literally stripped everything out of the kitchen. We got rid of everything that was possibly movable, and we got rid of it. Uh, we, this is dedication. This is real dedication. We got fabric and covered up all the appliances. Do you remember, like, you used to have those things that, that you run fabric around the bottom of the worktops? So we did yeah. that, and we got uh, we laid on loads of... I changed every single sort of thing in the house, of note, like anything on the noteboards... Anything like in in the frames on the wall, uh, so he had he had letters from like Rediffusion on his wall, uh, and, and you got a thing about Rediffusion. I love Rediffusion, too. but yeah. but I bought a television which I sent I sent Nick a little video of it. I, I picked it up on yeah. eBay for five uh, quid. Yeah. 70s and, and what's more you were you were playing planet of the daleks on it of which course. was just amazing it was yeah. that that it was it was so much fun to i i that was kind of made my christmas because i spent a lot of of my christmas time watching old telly on on an old telly and it was just oh it was amazing and so we we spent the night i made a fake broadcast for the evening 
of uh, including with continuity. So we sat and we we watched Grange Hill. Uh, we, we watched on the buses. Um, oh my! Wicker's World. Wicker's World. Wicker's yeah. World. Oh my goodness! That's that's amazing. So it, it was. Actually, I have to say that I didn't get a television like your portable until Death to the Daleks. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah, too long know, after yeah. my Planet of yeah, the Daleks. Then. That's right. Yeah, just a year later. Yeah. yeah. And of course, mine was black and white. Oh, really? I didn't get colour television until nineteen. Until well, I can't remember what exact year it was. It was um, the first episode of Doctor Who I saw in colour was the last episode of The Hand of Fear. Really? That's yeah. amazing. So, so mm. technically, then, when you watched Death to the Daleks, you yeah. you would have thought that when they were going through the city, they they were trying to jump over a, a massive chessboard because it yes. was black and white. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Stop their move. It's, oh, I love it, love it. But it's red. It's red. It's, red. <laughs> it's definitely for all of you at home. It's definitely red. <laughs> no, I absolutely because we just it was it was regarded as an extravagance in our family to get a colour television. They were still very very expensive, and I remember BBC South broadcast their news in black and white right well into the 70s possibly about 1975 well that's the thing a lot of people told me they said that despite every like you think everything is in color a lot of the time things were just broadcast in black and white for a long long time into the 70s yeah but definitely there was low you know it was not normal to have uh, it, it was yeah it wasn't standard to have a colored television until about 1980 really yeah and then from then on it, you know you just couldn't see a black and white telly anyway even though i must admit i still did have a black and white portable that i used to watch i watched my black and white portable right up and into the early 2000s There's nothing and then wrong it with finally that. started smelling far too strange <laughs> when i turned it on like it was good it used to smell of ammonia oh <laughs> no thought, this is gonna blow well yeah i'm not, not carrying that with me anymore you can't watch them anymore, can you? Because there's no um, there's no signal anymore. No, that's true. Well, I, yeah, I I mainly used it to watch videos with. Okay. Know. Anyway, all of this is fascinating, uh, <laughs> or not? You decide, <laughs> listeners. And so, yes, here's how the podcast works. In a moment, the big finish news that'll be followed by listeners' emails. Our guest star interview is with Sophie Aldred, Ace Companion to the Seventh Doctor, talking to me in my hotel bedroom. <laughs> Hashtag scandal. Hashtag. Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever said hashtag out loud in my life. It's wonderful. This this is the new. This is the modern age. We're 2017 now, Nick. You, you, we've got to be with the times. And oh, hashtag hashtag with the times will be here to activate, or should I say, reactivate the yeah. randomoid selectron for the first time in 2017 to randomly select a random big finish release from the archive. We'll play you the trailer and then have a little meandering chat about it hmm. as though we haven't had any meandering chats already <laughs> uh, uh, then there'll just be time for a roundup of the latest releases and that'll be followed by an extended extract from our bbc awards nominated eighth doctor adventure absent friends have a listen it's a corker so now it's time to go to the max this is the big finish news Very good. Stop, don't move. 
The Third Doctor and Joe Grant will battle the Daleks again in 2017 in a third volume of Doctor Who, The Third Doctor Adventures, starring Tim Trelaw and Katie Manning. The Third Doctor Adventures Volume 3 will feature two four-part full-cast adventures, one of them yet to be announced, but the conquest of Far has already been recorded, taking place immediately after Planet of the Daleks. It finds the Travellers still fighting the Doctor's oldest enemies. Writer, director and voice of the Daleks Nicholas Briggs says this. Hello. Uh, yes, this is my official quote. Uh, I imagined uh, what might have happened if Terence Dix had said to Terry Nation after Planet of the Daleks, Actually, can we have another one straight away, Terry? So the Doctor and Joe are heading back to Earth, as per Joe's request at the end of Planet of the Daleks, when suddenly they get diverted and find themselves on another planet the Daleks have conquered. But this time, it's very different. It's another time, another war. It's about people abandoned by Earth and subjugated by the Daleks. It's about the relationship between a husband and wife separated by a terrible conflict and how the Doctor and Joe get caught up in it. Not in the marriage. That'd just be weird. Uh, it also has uh, much as much of the authentic Terry Nation flavour as I could respectfully muster, with plenty of Daleks exterminating and shouting orders. It's a romp and a war story with a very dark emotional heart. That is apparently what I said. The cast includes George Watkins as resistant fighter resistant fighter you know, I won't fight <laughs> not, not resistance today. fighter <laughs> resistance fighter Del Rales George happens to be the nephew of a certain Peter Davison proving that talent runs in the family says line producer David Richardson in that precise voice I must say I'm pumped I am so pumped for this story so remember Doctor Who the third Doctor Adventures Volume 3 will be available to pre-order from this Thursday, the 12th of January, ahead of its July 2017 release at a special, at special pre-release prices, I should say, for the five CD sets. So check out the previous volumes along with other third Doctor stories at bigfinish.com. Stop, don't move! In September and October this year, two stories explore some small but important chapters in the Eighth Doctor's involvement with the Time War. With the universe fracturing around him in the crossfire of the Time War, the Eighth Doctor has turned his back on his people, choosing to help those suffering from their actions. But what happens when events of the Time War touch upon those he's known and cared for? Two new Doctor Who short trips in 2017 explore what it means for the former companions when Time War influences reach their lives. This September, Big Finish releases Rob Nisbet's A Heart on Both Sides, performed by Sarah Sutton. After her medical work on Terminus, Nyssa is now the controller of a hospital ship, the Traken. As the universe burns in the crossfire of the Time War, she and her assistant travel to a planet close to Gallifrey, where they are needed more than ever. A long time ago, Nyssa knew a Time Lord and understood his people, but it seems Time Lords can change. The second story follows in October, All Hands on Deck, by the brilliant Eddie Robson, performed by Caroline Ford. Everyone Susan Campbell cared about has gone. Most of them died in the second Dalek invasion, and her grandfather never visits. She's living in what used to be Coal Hill School, helping Earth rebuild again. Then one night, she's called away to help with an emergency. A piece of appropriated Dalek technology is malfunctioning, and everyone's afraid of what it might do. 
Also confirmed today are three other short trip releases. August's The British Invasion by Ian Potter, performed by Wendy Pabry. November's The Ingenious Gentleman Adric of Alzarius by Julian Richards, performed by Matthew Waterhouse. And the first 2018 release, The Authentic Experience, performed by Nicola Bryant and written by Dan Starkey, who you may well know as the Sontaran Strax from the TV Doctor Who series. These downloadable stories can be pre-ordered from this Thursday, the 12th of January. They also come as part of the 2017 short trip subscription or 2018 short trip subscription making all 12 of each year's stories available for a bargain price and you may like to know that the short trip stories from 2015 and 2016 are each collected in short trips bundles available from bigfinish.com i thank you And now for some incredibly special news exclusively released early here on the Big Finish podcast. Just a test if anybody is actually listening. No, really, honestly. We can confirm that in May's Torchwood release, Corpse Day, that actor Bern Gorman will return to the role of Owen Harper. I know, it's massive. Contain yourselves. But that's all we're saying. We shouldn't even really be saying that, but we just couldn't resist. Look out for full details, including Big Finish Torchwood producer James Goss going bonkers with excitement, and rightly so, in the news section of our website, bigfinish.com, on Friday the 13th of January. Yeah, it's beyond exciting. There hasn't been a word invented for how exciting this is. Sound like the man from the DFS sale advert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'd be mad not to buy a sofa. Um, (laughs) And that really is the end of the news. It's taken a look in the mirror. It said, I look great. And it's strutting down the King's Road on its way for a great evening out. That's the news. Off it goes. There it went. Time now for listeners' emails. Boy, have we got a few to get through today. That's what happens when you have a two-week break. A backlog builds up. And if I was in Television Centre on CBBC, I'd have a great big sack of of letters that I'd be getting out with, with drawings of things. But we don't. We're in audio land, so you'll have to pretend that I've got a great big bag of letters. And by the way, remember that you can join in the Madcap Fund simply by emailing us at podcast at bigfinish.com. I'll repeat it again, podcast at bigfinish.com. So, first up, from Lee Wood. Ahoy there, Nick and Benji. He's clearly a naval, naval man, isn't he? That was one of our proposed catchphrases, I think, a few podcasts back, that we were saying that we should say, Ahoy! (laughs) I remember that. That's when we spent half the podcast sort of talking like pirates. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were... I think, you see, the difference between you and me, Benji, is that I edit these things, so I have to listen to it quite a lot, whereas you do it, and then it's gone. It's gone from your your mind. You've forgotten everything. That's that's the beauty of it, because I could suddenly... (laughs) I suddenly switch back into it and get reminded of, of these 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 slightly mad moments. Yeah, they're just flings for you. For me, they're long-term relationships. <laughs> Hashtag scandal. Um, <laughs> so here we go. I've listened to the Chimes of Midnight for my annual Christmas listen, and it's never anything less than funny, fresh, and chilling. It's the Doctor Who Charles Dickens would have written if uh, Rob Shearman hadn't got there... 
100 years later. I have, to, I have to agree there, it's, it is a smashing Christmas yeah. listen right there. I was chatting to Rob on the phone last night and he was saying uh, he'd heard the documentary on the uh, vinyl release and he was just so blown away about how positive we all were about it. And I, <laughs> I slightly ruined the compliment by saying, well, we'd hardly release a documentary saying that it was a load of old rubbish, would we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Rob, Rob can rest assured that, that you know, if, if, if we'd gone back a couple of decades, this, is, would, this would most certainly be shown on, on UK Gold every Christmas. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, prime time slot. And yeah, going back to Lee's email here, it always leaves me ready to carry on listening to what comes next. And what's this? Stop! Don't move! It's Seasons of Fear, which is the perfect continuation for the Doctor and Charlie's story. Which is what prompted me to write, Come on, buck up! Have you any plans for Paul McGann and India Fisher to reunite in future stories? Not that I haven't enjoyed all of their other Eighth Doctor stories, but I would love to hear more stories with this pair. Well, uh, let me get in and answer that straight away. There are no plans, no concrete plans, but the idea has, has been around for a while. And uh, it's really seriously something I wouldn't rule out. And I have spoken to India about it. And uh, and I know Paul would be up for it because when the two of them meet again, it's always fun. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, really nothing in the pipeline for that. But I think one day it'll happen. That's my rash prediction. You've heard it there from Mr Briggs. So no concrete plans, but certainly some tarmac plans. <laughs> I don't actually know what that means, but as soon as you said no concrete, that came to my mind, and I thought, yeah. So just a bit of gravel, maybe. Just, yeah, maybe, maybe just a little bit of gravel, it, or, or a bit of salt in one of those cr- crazy plastic bins that sometimes sit in public areas. That are yellow. May, may, maybe. Maybe. Who, who knows? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So, yes, uh, exciting stuff there. 2017 was an amazing year for Big Finish. 2016, I think you'll find he said. What did I say? 2017. Ah, I was getting ahead of myself. 2000, no. 2016 was an amazing year for Big Finish with such a consistently high quality on all the releases across the ranges. Thank you and congratulations. Happy New Year, Lee Wood. P.S. I did post this idea on Twitter to Nick, but I have an idea for a new name for the Christmas quiz. I must find my other shelves. Just imagine. Sent from my iPad. There we go. Yeah, well, the My Shelf quiz came in for some you know, thrashing from the assembled hordes of the Big Finish production, shabby Big Finish production office party, where they were, I think it was John Dorney said, hold on, isn't it more than one shelf? Why isn't it called My Shelves? You know, what a pedant. No pleasing some people, is there? <laughs> they were like a pack of wild dogs when they were competing against each other. All friends, all sharing a mince pie beforehand, then bam. All in there, yeah. ready to rip each other's throats out. Jason, just blatantly cheating. Oh, but he's allowed to, though. He is allowed Emailing to. Emailing my wife for pictures of the shelves, <laughs> going on Google, <laughs> and then, but, and just saying it, saying, yeah, I'm the boss. I tell you, I tell you, the man's a monster. He's <laughs> out of control <laughs> in, in the, the Christmas quiz category, that is. <laughs> Uh, here's a little tickle from our good friend Nathan Gervais Nick, Benji, Ben Briggs and all big finishers I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Of course we did, yes And even if we didn't, we wouldn't tell you uh, Benji, I loved your song from the Christmas Party podcast Is that the incredibly sexist song? And I think Buck Up Briggs 
and he who must be obeyed should spring for you to record an opening and closing podcast theme song can't afford it he's too expensive uh, <laughs> thanks again for everyone Oh, sorry thanks again for everything I'll, I must put my glasses on uh, everything you all do Big Finish really is the gold standard for audio drama and I look forward to uh, all you will provide us with in 2017 and beyond I'm reading words and that's it all the best Nathan Gervais New Orleans LA thank you I so might much see you in February I might, might see him in February you never know be there be there well, thank you very I'm, much I'm, for, I'm for liking LA, the Christmas yeah. song especially from uh, New Orleans that's quite that's quite a lovely thing to know that uh, the home of music the home yes. of music to know that that uh, a, a slightly dodgy Christmas song recorded in the in the vicinity of Hastings England uh, has made its way over the pond so thank you very much and my wife liked it as well. Oh, did she? she? Very, yeah, she thought it was really good. Oh, yeah. that's very I'm glad it's nice that you played it to your wife as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ken Bentley was appalled by the sexism. He said, it's like the last 10 years haven't happened. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's affectionately in that it's, way. It's, you're not really, yeah, you're lampooning. We're, absol- we're that, absolute so. characters. That's the whole point. And, and I don't think Ken would want to be at the live shows because it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's like sort of, on the buses really but, but in a way in which people <laughs> oh it really is you know come to the front here we go right over here here we go <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah lovely 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 stuff they've got horrible visions of me in a turtleneck shirt now anyway uh, here's a lovely one from Rob Corporal I'm going to say I'm going to say it's Corporal there's two A's it's like Corporal to me it's got two A's at the it's end it's got a sort of Scarrow-ish name I quite like it yes. you know it looks it looks like somebody that yes Corporal we must make the final assault upon the Dalek positions Nader good fetch Corporal <laughs> anyway so good day oh good day to you too my man uh my congratulations to everybody at Big Finish for the wonderful and successful 2016. An absolutely Hooray. stellar run of monthly Doctor Who titles. A fantastic run of the Torture releases. A great new unit box sets. Uh, everybody's favourite Victorian detectives returning. New releases for the stunningly talented Lisa Bauman, John Hurt, Alexander Vlahos, and Doom Coalition, Dracula Survivors, and Sherlock Holmes, question mark. And of course, not to mention Nick being joined by three podcast co-hosts, including his young son. <laughs> what a year! What a year. But the cherry on the top of it all came today when I came home from work and found a lovely surprise waiting for me in the mail. A Christmas card from you lovely big Finnish folk. Very unexpected and most kind. I won't name names for fear of inadvertently leaving someone out, but thank you all very, very much. Warmest regards and wishing you all a very happy Christmas, Hanukkah and holiday season with your loved ones. And of course, best of luck in the new year. All my best, Rob Corporal. Interestingly, my word processor program wanted to correct Rob's surname to cor- corporeal, <laughs> which seems very unfair to me. Corporeal. The other thing that uh, Rob mentions there is his receiving of a Christmas card. And that happened to several people. Rob, you must have bought a lot of big Finnish stuff because we had a look and saw uh, what people were buying. And we just thought, well, for the for the top spenders... We'll wish you a, a, a merry holiday season, Christmas, and all that. So that's what happened there. 
And I think that, you know, it's interesting that there were three podcast co-hosts last year. Um, but uh, I think that... Um, I think there's probably only going to be one this year, unless we fall out terribly, Benji. Yeah, if we, we have a, a, a debate about, I don't know, the use of portable televisions in the early 2000s, uh, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> it, it should be it should be all smooth sailing. Well, the, the old rediffusion <laughs> issue might rear its ugly head, yeah. Uh, <coughs> right, okay. So but this is from Mike Gibbons from Melbourne Terra Australis. He says, uh, Sir Buckup and Squire Bengi, <laughs> oh. uh, your podcast has become the highlight of a Monday morning bus ride to work here in Melbourne. Your Xmas party <laughs> made me wish I was there shouting out, Stop, don't move, with the best of them. There have been just so many great Big Finish titles through 2016, and I'm sure 2017 will surpass everything that's come previously. Well, let's hope so. Original Sin and Cold Fusion were marvellous adaptations of classic 90s novels, and the Sontarans made me want to hear Fifth Doctor, the Fifth Doctor novel Lords of the Storm by David McKinty, featuring our potato-headed chums, uh, similarly audio-sized for my personal enjoyment. I'll personally pay the actor's fees if required. Might take you up on that survivors <laughs> also continues to impress with its simultaneous capturing of the original show's bleak atmosphere whilst adding new dimensions of tense drama which actually surpassed the 1970s classic that's very nice of you to say that hats off to the big finish team and a happy new year to all of you at home too <laughs> i see what you did there bit of william hartnell <laughs> uh, yes so that was mike gibbons melbourne terra australis uh, sent from my iphone i would just mention actually a lot of people are writing in about the um the the novel adaptations of doctor who stories saying oh no you're saying that they're the last ones now this is an interesting phenomenon it's what's known in my uh, parlance as a vociferous minority because the reason we're not doing anymore is because they don't sell well enough and yet from the response we're getting it's it feels like they're massively massively popular because people are shouting how much they love them suggesting more to do but the the uh, yeah from love and war it's love and war did very well and then everything else has just trailed off quite significantly so uh, it's interesting interesting that they seem to be so popular but they don't actually sell they're not a disaster commercially but they just don't seem to sell that well so yeah, it's a sort of core of people who really like them mm. that's very interesting isn't it really slightly strange so what I'm as well. really subtly saying blow, buy some more <laughs> yeah but buy a couple of crate loads and <laughs> And also, yeah, paying for the actor's fees personally, Mike. That might help. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There we go. So, Have another email. <laughs> Have another one. And here's an interesting query from Mark Wardell. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. We did thank you. We hope you did too. Uh, I'm sure that this is a question others have, which is why I've sent it to the podcast instead of the support department. I love the fact that we've got a support department. Send him to the support department. <laughs> well, it's the warehouse with Alison and her wonderful team. And also there's Ian Atkins, who often answers questions to people writing in. Anyway, yes. Uh, I have been a long time Big Finish customer and I have CDs from before there was a website. 
and before downloads were a thing. None of those early purchases sh- None of those early purchases show up on my account on the website or on the Big Finish app on my tablet. I imagine people who have purchased CDs at conventions or through shops have this problem. How can I verify that I've purchased the CD so it can show up on my account at the website and in the Big Finish app? Thank you so much. Mark Wardell, Portland, Oregon. Okay, so let me answer this, Mark. It's not an answer you'll like. I'll warn, warn you now. Uh, one of the reasons for the uh, app is to uh, promote um, people coming direct to Big Finish to buy stuff. So, and also actually verifying that someone has bought something and somewhere from another source, from a shop or something, and then uh, attributing downloads to it is quite a logistical nightmare. And also, it um, it means people have no incentive for coming to the Big Finish site. And the the deal is that if you want to download, then you buy it from Big. You buy your CD or just a download from BigFinish.com. If you buy it elsewhere, that's not available to you. That's the current situation. I don't see that changing. Um, we do run a system that if we sell you a, a CD at a convention, we make a record of it and we put it put it as a download in your account. So if you buy it from us, that's the rule. If you buy it from us, either at a convention or on the website, then you get a download, which of course you can access on the app. It's an interesting one about stuff you've bought from Big Finish from the website prior to the download service starting. Again, that's really logistically difficult for us to um, verify. Um, but I would say contact us on a you know and we'll assess it on a case by case basis, really. But I think the downloads have been going for about eight years now, and I think it's not a bad service to have you know everything you bought from Big Finish available forever as a download, you know, from purchases made in the last eight years. Um, I don't think it's too shoddy, but I do appreciate your point, Mark, and and sorry if you feel it's a little bit unfair, but there's. There are no plans um, to extend the availability of downloads to people who buy Big Finish from elsewhere or who bought Big Finish before the download service started. I I warned you, you wouldn't like it. Sorry, Mark. Anyway, that's the end of the emails. Remember, you can contact us at podcast.bigfinish.com. Apologies if your email hasn't been read out yet. We do try to read out as many as we possibly can. Keep them coming. Any uh, email challenges, Benji? I think we can uh, muster up an email challenge today. Well, seeing as it's a new year, I would like to see what people's attempts are to have their favourite Doctor Who monsters celebrating New Year. What would they be up to? Would the Sea Devils be playing a game of Twister? Would the Sontarans be wearing Sontaran shaped. I like Twister! (laughs) Would the Sontarans be wearing slightly too big Christmas hats? You you never know with that. (laughs) I can't see. (laughs) It's over my eyes. (laughs) Or would the Wirren be pulling a Christmas cracker? Who knows? It's it's just there's a multitude of of uh, possibilities. Vira, (laughs) pull this cracker. I've got a novelty frog in the great darkness. So there you have it. Enjoy it. Have some fun with it. And we'll see what you come up with.
Coming up in a moment, our guest star interview with Sophie Aldred in my hotel room. Don't tell the manager. But first, let's go into maximum promotional mode. Initiating maximum promotional mode. Yes, if you want to keep up with all the latest big finish behind the scenes info and gossip, you'll find no place better than Vortex. Yes, Vortex, the lavatory cleaner that... Uh, oh, sorry. I mean the great online magazine all about Big Finish. It's packed with star interviews, the latest news, great photos and artwork, and all sorts of in-depth behind-the-scenes chatter. Vortex magazine is available to download for free from bigfinish.com. It's also a printed magazine, and when you buy a CD direct from us, you will receive a printed copy of it for free. And it's available as a PDF when you purchase downloads from the Big Finish website. Yes, it's almost literally unavoidable. Some would call it spam, but I call it <laughs> not spam. <laughs> yes, it's not spam. Spam, 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 spam. spam. <coughs> Bacon X Vortex, spam, spam, spam. Right, that's enough barefaced promotional nonsense. Here's Sophie Aldred. Now, uh, this was uh, conducted, this interview, at L.I. Who last year. And, um, yeah. <laughs> what can I tell you? I mean, Sophie said, oh, you? I said, will you? I, the way I approached it was I went up to Sophie and said, uh, Sophie, would you come to my hotel room, please? <laughs> and she went, what? <laughs> I said I'd like to uh, <clears throat> interview you, and she said, uh, <laughs> "She said, oh, okay, yeah, oh, ha 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 ha, because we've known each other for years." And then she called the police. No, and um, th then uh, later on she said, "Oh no, I was just thinking maybe we could do it in a little side room and have a uh, a, a little audience." And, uh, and I said, "No, I want you to come to my room." <laughs> so anyway, she, then when we got there, she said, right, let's get in the bed. I said, what? She said, no, we'll have a, we'll do a photograph of us in the bed. So we got in the bed with our, our, our shoes on as well. Oh, it's my wife's just come in. What's, what's, what's that? Oh, where are you going? Okay. Okay. I think that yeah, was the best just, moment to, to go. Is that we got in the bed? We, we got in the bed with us. Oh, my wife just got. <laughs> yes, that's incredible. Uh, she has seen the photograph. So yes, of, of Sophie and I. Unfortunately, we can't put any of the photographs with this podcast because uh, my my minder at the convention, Shelley, took the photographs and sent them to me, and they are of the most appalling quality. You you know what I mean? You can't you can't enlarge them bigger than a postage stamp. So it's really annoying that we can't use them because we. She took about seven pictures of us sort of posing Aww. but we had we had coats and <laughs> and shoes and socks on in a bed it was ridiculous only under the top sheet just i don't want to offend the people who cleaned up the room what are these footprints doing on the duvet <laughs> anyway this has all got completely out of hand uh, over to the interview so sophie uh, have you got any observations to make about the pop shield by microphone that amuses everyone yes it's it's completely unmentionable <laughs> and uh, I think it's very um, uh, interesting attire for your microphone thank you yes uh, would you like to touch it um, not much <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um, and could you explain where we are yes uh, well the <laughs> This actually makes it sound a whole lot worse <laughs> because I am actually in Nick's bedroom. 
<gasps> in a hotel. In a hotel. That's even worse. We booked a room, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick said, would you like to come and do this Big Finish podcast? And I said, yes, of course I will. And then, uh, and then he told me it was going to be in his bedroom. <laughs> so I thought, wow, gosh, after all these years, Nick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so here we are. We are in Long Island, which is very exciting. And actually, I'm just going to draw the curtains. Oh, Did you hear that? That's was that great, a good effect? Great bit of foley there. I just yeah. like like. Oh, that is a is that nice? sound uh, Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. So outside the window, we've got this quite fabulous view of um, of uh, America in the fall, because that's what they call it here, don't the they? Fall, the fall. Yeah. Is that because the leaves fall? Is that? Yes. We've got some token Americans here in the background. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, in my bedroom. In your bedroom. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful because there's these kind of all these amazing different colours, and it, yeah. it's as far I, as the eye can yeah, see. Yeah, really, just trees. Pretty the, much. Uh, sure. The first hours here, because it, it's very bright sunshine. The first hours here, there was an enormous shadow of a cloud, presumably, got cast over a part of that area mm -hmm. and it really I thought Independence Day was starting I mean the <laughs> movie where a huge flying saucer arrives that's what it looked like maybe something to do with the fact that I'd watched the sequel on the plane on the oh plane. yes undoubtedly it was in your mind so it's a Doctor Who convention it's a Doctor Who oh yeah oh yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah, just yeah. randomly we've here we've not just come Island. for a holiday oh yeah yeah I should sort of just say that yes L.I. Who number four I yeah, think it is yeah, yeah fourth year it says on year. my badge here no, oh yeah L.I. Who they put the four <gasps> in the O there oh very yeah. clever nice design yeah. have nice you been design. to this one before I've never been to this one although I'm reliably informed I was here in 1995 but I can't remember I can remember being here with Tom Baker. Oh. It wasn't L.I. Who, though. It was some other thing. And it was a... I think we did a pledge drive, and then there was a little convention. And, um, yeah, we had a... I, I seem to remember going on a train in Long Island, but that's about the only thing I can remember. So I must write that down. Yeah, <laughs> it's very exciting, <laughs> isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's flatter than I thought it would be. It is very Long flat, Island. isn't it? And I thought it was sort yeah. of small. I thought, like, it, it's an island. It's blooming massive, isn't it? It looks it's like a country to me, not an island. Yeah. I think it's probably Long several, yeah, yeah. several times larger than the Isle of Wight. Yeah, you could yeah. get how many Isle of Wights could you fit into Long Island? That would be yes. A good answers on a, on an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. <laughs> um, now, uh, before there are just two main questions asked. Oh, podcast. right. Okay. But before I get to it, I, if I, there's any opportunity, I try and make it as much about me as possible. Yeah, well, um, of course. Uh, you well, always when, have, Nick. When, when did we meet? Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> When did I don't know we whether meet? that was delight or dread. It was, <laughs> it was delight. It was delight. Um, well, I do remember doing a Myth Makers with you. Yeah, was yeah. that the first time, do you think? I, th I we think it may We probably met at a convention. Were you at, um, were you at Imperial College at yes. Panopticon yes, when we, I did my first convention? Yeah, and Sylvester was doing his first convention. Is that right? Was he there? I don't think he was there. It was Colin and Nicola. Oh, and uh, and they had this thing where they pretended to have a, a a kind of a raffle thing, and you could win. The prize was winning a um, a visit to the set of of Doctor Who. Right. And I pretended. They said, "Look at the numbers on your tickets," and they read out this completely fictitious number, <laughs> and I pretended I won, and I ran down towards the stage 
with the hate of every single Doctor Who fan yes. in the room just sort of beaming its way towards me. And then uh, and I got up on the stage and, and uh, the compere said to me, um, so what's your name? And I said, oh, my name's Sophie, Sophie Aldred. Of course, nobody batted an eyelid in those days. And, uh, and he said, and um, so are you delighted that, about your prize, winning a trip to the set of Doctor Who? And I said, well, not really. And <laughs> I could feel like these waves of hatred coming towards me. And he said, well, um, oh, why, why is that? And I said, well, I've, I've just spent the last four weeks there. Thank you very much. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, the next Doctor Who companion, I Sophie do Aldred. This, yeah. And everybody, all I remember is everybody surging forward because it was a complete surprise wow. to everybody. It was a brilliant thing to do. And uh, all these cameras going off and just like, I, that was the beginning of it all. Had you not already been in the South London press? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that, weren't we? Well, yes, there, I think there was a um, Doctor Who friendly journalist there who said, would I do this piece? And um, so I'm wearing kind of an old pair of cycling shorts and some boots or something and a funny old jacket. And, um, and the photographer turns up at my pretty much squat that I was living in, in Tresillian Road in Broccoli, and uh, said, um, said, I know, I've got a great idea. There's a phone box around the corner. Let's have a photo of you in the phone box. And I said, oh, yeah, that sounds great. You know, because in those days, I'd not had my photo taken in a phone box before. So we went and took those photos. But then, of course, I've just realised that I was literally living a, probably about 200 yards from your flat yeah. in Broccoli. Yeah. So funny, isn't it? It's to think. Weird. And were you, was Gary living in the flat then as well? No, I, I, at that point, you see, I think I was probably Gary, I'm pretty certain I was Gary Russell's lodger. Ah, and that's yes. In, that's in... In Chelsea Road. Yeah, that's right, right cause we've, uh, non-Londoners, oh no, you are a Londoner, aren't you? But yes. I'd, but I'd always call it Chelsea Road, and I realised the locals call it Chelsea Road. Do they? Yeah, Chelsea. Like oh, well, I'm posh, like, so yeah. I call it Chelsea Road. Road. Yes. Yeah, Road. Yeah, I tried telling a taxi driver to go to Chelsea Road, and he had no idea mm. what I meant. Well, it was so. south of the river, wasn't it, mate? I'm not going yeah, south no, of the river. No. The river. No. But then you lived uh, um, near Broccoli, yes, was the it? Other La side Lady of Wells? I no. other, yeah, yeah, I lived... Well, first of all, I lived in New Cross Gate oh, um, right. after Tresillian Road or, right. or um, Telegraph Hill, as the posh people call it. Um, and I lived yeah, there for New a Cross while. Gate, yeah. Yes, <laughs> New Cross Gate. And then uh, we moved to Ermine Road in, in Ladywell, which was just the other side of Hilly Fields to Chelsea Road. Chelsea Road. Chelsea Road. So you, yeah. you were there and, for a oh, long time. Oh, that's another thing, because people, um, they call it Ermine Road, Ermine uh, Road, but I call it Ermine I mean, Road. Yeah. I, th I think that is correct. Actually, yes, yes. Well, and because mm. you, because you lived so close to me, I, I just I've told several people this. I can't whether, remember whether I've mentioned it to you. For the first few big finish recordings, you gave me a lift. <laughs> yes. You used to just pop by. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And Gary, used but you to were give pregnant as well. And was I remember I? One, there was one particular lift where you were so massively <laughs> pregnant. I thought, why? This pregnant lady is going to the trouble of driving me to the studio when really I should be driving her. I think, I think that's the way it really should go. Uh, oh, well, that, then I was still fitting behind the steering wheel. Yeah, then. just about. Yeah. yeah, only just about, I seem to remember. Isn't that, that was, weird? That was great fun, wasn't it? I remember yes. you once came round to, I don't know what it was, to, to give me something that we prearranged or something like that. And my flat, I was, you know, living on my own and my flat was such a terrible mess. <laughs> 
and I wouldn't let you in. And I, and you didn't. And but you had a look on your face like, well, I'll just come in. And I was kind of, like, yeah, okay. So, oh, so that's so stand, why you didn't standing let me in. in. Your, I just thought the place is such a mess. I just oh, cannot let her in. I just was I so I was so ashamed. Yeah. Oh, but now I, I have a, a wife to organise everything for me and tidy <laughs> everything up. Those were great though those days, weren't they? Because when we started doing Big Finish. I think didn't Sylvester and I do the first one, the the fear monger? Was that the, that was the, one of the, the first, first ones? One, yeah. yeah, that was the and first one. And that was Daniel Cohen's studios in Fulham, wasn't That's it? Right. We used yeah. first. Yeah, because yeah, it's all a bit makeshift. Yeah, and Vince was in my my husband That's Vince right. was in that one. He played the DJ, one. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And Jacqueline Pierce as well. She was. I really, wasn't she? I remember yeah. that really well. That one, and we used Daniel Studios for quite, for quite some while. time, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Hmm. And then we went to the moat in Brixton, as it was. There, were, there was something in between. There was a place was in uh, near Elephanton Castle, and the, the name of it. You did go there did because um, um, Adam was a baby, oh. and when you went in to do takes, I held him. <gasps> yeah, I remember he's him nibbling my now. finger. He's, he's six foot, <laughs> and I've just FaceTimed him actually, and he went out to a party last night and. Uh, and they cut his hair, so he's had to have had to have a trip to the barbers this morning to have it all shaved off. And he was sitting in bed with a hat on, and he wouldn't dare, didn't dare oh, show me. Is he traumatized? Uh, I think he's. I think he enjoyed it, but I think he's worried. Thank goodness, hair grows back. Eh? Could be a lot worse, I think, at yes. sixteen. Because Vince was saying, have you got something to tell your mother? And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, what's happened? Oh, no. Has he been sick? Or, you know, has he been blah, blah? And I said, is it drinking? Is it drugs? Is it? And, he, and Adam said, I'm pregnant. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the family sense of humor. Yes, he has, undoubtedly. Mm. All right, then let's get to the two questions. Okay, oh yeah. <laughs> the first one is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Oh, that's a great way of putting it. I'm always, t my molecules are always tingled by Big Finish. Um, I very much enjoyed doing the uh, latest trilogy with Bonnie Langford. Oh, yeah. That was that was great, largely because we hadn't seen each other for a while, so we had a lot to, a lot to catch up on. And um, in fact, uh, we hardly drew breath, um, and it was quite a struggle for Ken to actually get us to record the blooming thing. This is Ken Bentley, yeah. the director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was great, and I, I just—it took me back to the de early days of Doctor Who, and how actually Bonnie and I, although we are chalk and cheese in terms of our personalities in a way mm -hmm. you know she's come from this background of um, eyes and teeth and singing and dancing and kicking her leg extraordinarily high in the air and <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that um, and I've come from this well especially I was what not long out of university where I'd been a radical feminist um, non-armpit shaving I mean non-shaving armpit <laughs> non -armpit. Non -arm I didn't have any <laughs> armpits when I was at university <laughs> uh, yeah. um, they weren't very fashionable no, armpits no no no, no. <laughs> very overrated um, so I'd come from that background and um but we just we got on so well. It was really great, and it, we. But she's a really lovely do. person, isn't she? She is she's a great company. Very lovely yeah. person. She's got a fantastic sense of humour, and she's incredibly intelligent and bright and 
lovely. Yeah. And it's now becoming a sort of national treasure. Yes, <laughs> I am so delighted because for so many years she's had to put up with people thinking she's like the character she played when she was probably about 10, uh, Violet Elizabeth Bott in the Just William series, in which she was superb. And she played this precocious, annoying brat called Violet Elizabeth Bott perfectly. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the William books, always have been. So I, I, I knew she was, and she had this kind of almost like a catchphrase. I'll scream and scream until I'm sick. That's right. And yeah. that's what Violet Elizabeth Bott, that's who she was. Yeah. But Bonnie was kind of tarred with that brush for yeah. years because people thought that's what she was like. Yeah, because she, she was because she was a little girl, and they yeah. thought, "Oh, well, that." Yeah, yeah, she was playing a character. Yeah, she was doing anyway. some acting. So at last, she's um, come into her own, I think, and yeah. people people love her, which is absolutely right and proper. So that's what tingled your molecules. That about, tingled really, my molecules. Yeah, that's good. Um, and any that you've listened to recently? Do you listen? Yes, to I do. Well, okay. I realised actually a year or so ago that. People would come up to me at conventions and say, oh, I loved you in something or other. And I would like go, oh, my, I couldn't even remember that I'd done it because yeah. um, of brain cells. Talking of, <laughs> we're not tingling, obviously. Um, so I thought, well, actually, hang on a minute. If I'm going to have a decent conversation at a convention, and I, I kind of owe it to the fans to actually talk to them about what they're listening to. Sure, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I started listening to them and I kind of randomly picked them off the shelves and I listened to them on the way back from driving the boys to school, sports staff, dance lessons, all these things that as a parent you get caught up doing, being a chauffeur basically to <laughs> teenage kids. Um, you'll find out this, Nick, yeah, in later I'm life. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to mm. So that's what I am. I'm a chauffeur who listens to Big Finish now. And I love it. It's just... Fantastic to uh, to to listen. And what's great, I love uh, uh, about all of them is that all the stories are so very different, so very well written. Because you do commission very good writers. They are brilliant. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, really, yeah. really and stunning. Great sound design and music as oh, well. It's incredible. I mean, the post production is extraordinary. Because of course, without that good post production, all the best writing and all the the good acting in the world would be as naught. Um, yeah, I really do think so because the the sound designer just adds so much uh, of the whole atmosphere and the whole background and the whole the whole imagination, the world of imagination for the listener. So yeah, I, I'm I've always been a huge fan of listening performances anyway. So I'm I listen to Radio Four pretty much nonstop when I'm not listening to Big Finish. Um, yeah, so the ones, let's see, the ones that I absolutely love are, I very much enjoyed the whole Hex story arc. Yeah, um, Phil, Olivia. Yeah. Mm, brilliant actor. Um, I found out later that he was delighted to be working with Sylvester and me because when he was a little boy, he used to he watched, used to watch us, which is quite weird because, of course, he's playing... He's playing somebody who kind of I have a relationship with, so that's that's quite odd, um, and that is a bit odd actually at, at Big Finish because of course I'm still playing Ace 
in as like 16 to probably about 25 maybe sometimes she hits the heady heights of 30 i don't know probably not What's yet the beauty of audio there Isn't i mean it? because your voice i know it's, it's not you know it's mm. i can't tell the difference well that's good but it is funny walking in and there's all these young actors who are in there just out of their teens and uh and I say, hi, I'm Sophie, I'm playing Ace. And they kind of look at me slightly weirdly. <laughs> like they've read their script and they've seen this character who's clearly the same age as them. And then this middle-aged woman walks in. Um, so, but then, I, but you see, there's, there's a part of me, I'm afraid, who still thinks I am that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm stuck somewhere about around the age of 25. Mm-hmm. My, I remember my grandmother saying that to me as well, though. She was kind of bedridden at the age of 80, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm inside, I'm about ooh, 24 or 5, she said. And I think that's probably true. I haven't matured at all, really. Very sad. <laughs> What's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment at the moment? Oh, You know, let's TV, see. film or yeah. book, anything, you know, or just, um, you know, one thing maybe that's really... Mm. I don't watch much telly. I watch what William watches, my younger son, who's 13, and he doesn't half watch a lot of... Um, he watches those Disney things where everybody goes, whatever, <laughs> that are sort of like friends and so on. Yeah. So, um, and then he also watches back-to-back episodes of The Simpsons, which is great. Yeah. Um, he also watches this wonderfully awful thing called Dance Moms. Have you seen Dance Moms? No. Living on the dance floor. Have you seen Dance Moms? Dance Moms. I am a oh my God, <laughs> it's just awful, but in a wonderful, wonderful way. These amazing kids who are brilliant dancers, and their and their mums who are constantly infighting and uh, uh, with the teacher as well. Uh, and oh it's it's a fabulous program uh i started watching the crown the other day oh, which yeah, i'm enjo- very much enjoying matt smith very well cast yes and and when i've watched it i i just always um i i have to talk like this so <laughs> i go around saying i'm going to bed now boys please will you turn the lights off and uh Vincent, <laughs> time for bed. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, but actually, I'm very much enjoying at the moment, uh, re- I love reading. Oh, I absolutely love reading a good book. And I've been reading a lot of biographies recently, which mm-hmm. is, uh, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a nice thing to do. So I... Anyone in particular? Well, yes, I read, um, I read the... Autobi- I'm reading the autobiography of Elizabeth Jane Howard at the moment, who wrote these wonderful novels, um, sort of around about the Second World War and afterwards. Very great novels, particularly uh, uh, the Cazalet Chronicle, um, which is about middle class, middle class England, uh, just during the Second World War and after it. Um, I love all that. And um, and her story is fascinating because she had this childhood and then she had relationships with with lots of dodgy people, um, but but very eminent people like Malcolm Sargent declared his love for her. And then she had a relationship with Cecil Day Lewis and Laurie Lee and Robert Aikman and wow. Wow. all these all these amazing people who treated her very badly and 
Um, but anyway, it's it's very very interesting. And then I'm also currently uh, sort of because I tend to pick up a book and start reading it, and then I pick up another book and go, oh, this is great, and yeah. I read that too. Um, and the other one is a biography of Nelson. <laughs> would oh, you believe? Oh wow! Yeah, no, um, I'd like to read yeah, that. Yeah, very interesting. I'm into my history. Yeah, I I, I've always been a huge fan of Horatio Lord Nelson because I half grew up very near the village where he was born and lived um, for some of his adult life as well. Um, and in, uh, it's called Burnham Thorpe, was the village where he was born in North, North Norfolk. And I learnt to sail in Burnham over Estate where he presumably learned to sail as well. Um, but he's a fascinating character because he's slightly obnoxious and precocious, um, but obviously incredibly talented. And then this amazing relationship he had with uh, Lady Emma Hamilton, who was kind of a courtesan, really, but she was a fascinating figure as well. There's a, apparently an exhibition about her at the Maritime Museum at the moment, so I might go along and see that. So, yeah, an eclectic mix of reading matter. That's beautiful. Mm. Um, you've got one more day of convention duties here, as indeed have I. I have. So we'd probably Don't better go like and that. do it. No, no. <laughs> do you know what I'm thinking about? I think you can see my case over there. Oh, yes. It's not quite packed. It looks I, pretty I, packed. I, I'm I have packed. to tell you, listeners, yeah. that Nick has got an extremely posh case. <laughs> it's very, very nice. It's this sort of, what would you? Green. What, yeah, but it's, it's not just green. It's posh sure. green. Is, is that what you... Oh, is that the colour of chartreuse? I never knew that. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Yeah. I thought chartreuse was a kind of um, clarity colour. Oh. I always thought it was pink. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a really lovely kind of... It's not sage green. It's not... Oh, pea, pea... No, it's not quite pea. Anyway, it's green. And it's really nice. It's a hard case. Yeah, yeah. And it was bought by your wife, wasn't That's it? That's right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's got taste, obviously. Yeah, she mm. sorted it out, and yeah. I just—it's just that last bit of packing, working out. You see, because that. I, Have you bought? Hold stuff? on, I've just realised how boring I'm being. Thanks very much, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, lovely to see you. Oh, as it's lovely to talk to you. Yeah, good luck with your rest of your packing. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> My most sincere thanks to Sophie. Brilliant, smashing Brilliant. stuff from a smashing person. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Randomoid... Oh, my God! <laughs> Have you been on the Randomoid Selectatron? No. This is amazing! I must yeah, but hold on, hold on. It's not quite time, Benji, because it's time for another bit of blatant promotional nonsense. Oh, okay, right, let's do this, let's do this. Okay. Have you ever thought of subscribing to the Big Finish newsletter? It's really easy and it means you're joining a sort of club for free with no obligations. It just means that every now and then you'll get a newsletter email packed with the latest information on Big Finish releases. Not only that, but there are links to other special discounts and freebies. Freebies, you say, Benji? Oh, yes, Nick, I do say that. Freebies, free episodes available to download for, you guessed it, Free. Benji, that's beyond exciting. Yes, the Big Finish newsletter. Subscribe today for free. Thousands of you already have. So don't get left out, folks. Oh, I'm exhausted after all that, all that promotional talk. I'm going to have to go and fill up on me promotional juices. 
I don't know what I uh, So, yes, it's time we relaxed with a good old dose of the randomoid selectron. What was it you were saying? You just had to look at it. Well, well. Has Hannah Newman gone bazonkers? Hannah has indeed gone bazonkers because not only does it say hashtag Pertwee catchphrase, there is an animated gif, or jif if you're one of those people, of. No, it's gif. It can't be a jif. Well, I've heard it. was a, a, a bathroom it, cleaner. It was, it was, but some I have heard some people call them jifs. Yeah, but what you've heard is some people making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I call it GIF. Uh, and uh, So do I. I do. Um, but yes, it's... it's Well, you have to see it for yourself. It's John Pertwee and Bilal. And it says, stop, don't move. Oh, wow. It's remarkable. Hold on. What, what's, how do I find Let it? Let me send you the link, Mr. B. Okay. Oh, we're on FaceTime, I did, aren't we? I did used to... Can you not send an email? Yeah, I'll do that now. There we go. Sent over to you. Now... Oh, there we are. Super. The wonder, wonders of the internet. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see that. Stop the move. Stop the move. <laughs> ha! He really... But I never noticed that John Pertwee does this thing. It's really like he suddenly noticed there's some dog poo. <laughs> so, oh! Get uh, out of the way there. It's, you know what I mean? His, his reaction is a little bit low key, isn't it? That's it's amazing. not. It's not like, oh my goodness, we might be killed in a minute. It's like, oh God. I, I love the way as well that... Bilal doesn't, he just doesn't even, he looks like he keeps going. He doesn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> well, that's because he can't see anything in that costume. Oh, bless Arnold Yarrow. I know, because that lovely interview he does on the uh, Death of the Daleks uh, DVD release, where he talks about how John Pertwee was very kind in leading him around the set because he knew that he couldn't see anything out of that. But, I mean, not only is his eyesight restricted in terms of angle it's also you know the the strange color of the gels in the in the mask which must have it's really disconcerting if you're looking through another color for a long time lou jameson said you know when she was first playing leela they gave her those uh, brown um contact lenses oh yes and so she said the whole world looks sort of red and orange. And she said, and after a while, it becomes really oppressive that you're, you know, that you're not seeing anything in the right colour. And it apparently it sort of tires you out. Really? Yeah, there you go. Sounds pretty grim. Well, well done to Hannah for putting that gif up. Yeah, it was marvellous. Well, what a treat. It feels, it feels like Christmas Day all over again, doesn't it? It literally does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come on. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, the Randomoid Selectron is doing Select its something. thing. The pistons Ooh. are moving. The cam belt is camming. And we have a result. That's the little bird inside the <laughs> Randomoid Selectron. That's where my budgerigar went. So, what is it? We've Come got 7.4, Summer of Love, Bernice Summerfield, released October oh. 2006. I know nothing about it. Which we can now say... Oh, no, it's not quite... Well, yeah, we can. It's surely over a decade now. Wow. Over a decade. Summer of Love. Which amazingly stars Joseph Lister. It stars him. It stars him, yeah. As Minka. What? Joseph Lister, a writer of some great note, is also a gifted, uh, instinctive actor who brought a lot of magic to the role of Minko, he, it says here. He did. He, uh, uh, he, he won an <coughs> Olivia Award. It was the best award. of times. It was the worst of times. It was the hottest summer on record and the last summer before the war. It was the one time Bernice Summerfield 
had a use for her otherwise useless boyfriend. But Jason Kane is away on the far side of the galaxy. The Braxiatel collection has always been an odd place to live. A perfect replica of the Palace of Versailles, stuck on a smallish planetoid, hanging in a much disputed sort of space. The weather's all over the place, the neighbours gathering armaments, and now everyone's... I can't read that word out. <laughs> I can't believe we've got that on our site! Well, so... <sighs> yeah, I may be going into the website <laughs> to edit that. Oh my god! Is that meant to be yeah, well, in there? Everyone except for Bernie Summerfield is up to this nonsense. Yeah. Is that is this that is, is that in there as a joke? What do you mean? Is that is that meant to be in there? No, I rather think that Simon Guria was um, producing at this point, <laughs> and he's slightly obsessed with sex. I think. <laughs> no. Oh, mine got mine got. Anyway, um, mine got. Uh, here's the trailer. The Braxiatel collection is surviving quite happily without Braxiatel. The weather is still out of control. Intakes for next year are down. Miss Tarrant is concerned. Hasn't she got a water worry about? Mr. Wall, you'll gather together a dozen Calorans and see that they're equipped with stun guns. You're not Braxiatel. We don't want another Braxiatel. I've had a stupid enough day without being pounced on and murdered. To a drearier life without killings and explosions. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Do you seem a lot less inhibited recently? Really, Bernice? I am a machine. I take entirely no pleasure in seeing you full on in the nip. Oh, come on! Jason is off on assignment for one week. Doesn't mean I'd jump the bones of the first lusty bloke I clap eyes on. Well, maybe everyone's just getting used to Brax being gone and finally letting their hair down. You can kiss me now, Summerfield. <laughs> <sighs> Bloody hell! That's amazing! Like something out of a Christmas special! Oh, we should do this, Benny. Properly. Fulfill our destinies, or whatever it is. I've been thinking about the future, about our future. Do you ever get the feeling stuff didn't turn out like it should have? Yuck, what have you been eating? Oh, garlicky vodka, sorry. Well, there you have it, the rather outrageous Summer of Love. Uh yeah, starring Bernie Summerfield. Bernie Summerfield, for those of you who don't know, was a companion of the Doctors uh, created by Paul Cornell, a brilliant writer who's done so much incredible work, uh, written for the new TV series as well. Maybe he will do again one day. Um, it, it's it's just yeah, an incredible character. She was the companion of the Seventh Doctor in the uh, New Adventures for um, Virgin Publishing. And um, before we got the license for Doctor Who, we got a license to do Bernie Summerfield audios. And they've continued for uh, since 1998. So there you go. And still going strong now, having adventures uh, with the Doctor again. Uh, most recently with the Unbound Doctor, played by David Warner. And so there you have and it. And the uh, the role of Benny Summerfield is played by Lisa Bowerman, who mm. amazingly uh, we were at a convention. I think it was two years ago, and uh, that the absolute love for Benny Summerfield uh, that uh, a birthday party was thrown for the character with cake, and and it was yeah. it was rather smashing. So it just goes to show really that that you know she's brought so much to that role, and it's and it's still going and it's still popular today. So it's it's a huge. 
Sh- yeah, Lisa is quite rightly loved, uh, not just for playing uh, Bernice Summerfield, but also she is uh, a director for Big Finish, and she does she's done a lot of the Companion Chronicles, and she does Jago and Lightfoot, and she is loved by cast members. Uh, and I've known her for years and years and years. Uh, in fact, we are of a very similar age. I hope that's not indelicate to say. And uh, so, yes, so big love to Lisa Bauman. Big love, Lisa. And uh, yeah, so there we go. 7.4, Bernice Summerfield, Summer of Love. So I think that's enough of the Randomoid Selectatron for one day. So now, as the podcast reaches critical mass and is about to endure heat death in the heart of the nearest supernova, it's just time for Nick to let you know what the latest releases are. Here's the good stuff. Dan Dare, Volume 1, is out there with the pilot of the future pitted against his archenemy, the Mekon. Dark Shadows Haunting Memories, the classic US horror soap, is very much alive and scary in audio form with this collection of four tales of horror, romance and intrigue featuring Catherine Lee Scott, Jerry Pacey, Lara Parker and Marie Wallace. Two adventures for the Sixth Doctor with his companions Constance and Flip, Quicksilver and Absolute Power. Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davison star as the Seventh and Fifth Doctors in a time-mashing mashup novel dramatization, Cold Fusion. Need I say more? Sylvester also stars in that other novel dramatization, Original Sin, featuring Bernice Summerfield, who we've just been waxing lyrical about. The new New Countermeasures Series 1, the team from Remembrance of the Daleks, are back from the dead, now updated from the 1960s to the 1970s for four phenomenally exciting adventures. The Diary of Riversong Volume 2, starring the Sixth and Seventh Doctors, it's a right cracker. Short Trips, The Hesitation Deviation by James Goss and performed by Lisa Bauman. You see, she's everywhere. Marvellous. And here's some stuff for free. Terrorhawks, Vile. That's not a description of the series. That's the name of the episode. A bonus episode of the Jerry Anderson classic with its tongue firmly planted in its cheek. When Neinstein is tempted into appearing on an appalling TV chat show hosted by Jeremy Vile. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I wonder who that might be. It's free. Uh, Short Trips, Forever Fallen. A special release. This is the winner of the Paul Sprague Memorial Writers Opportunity written by winner Joseph Wanisco. It's actually performed by me. And it's free. And finally, this month's fifth Doctor Adventure, The Star Men by Andrew Smith and featuring Nissa, Teagan and Adric, will be available soon. But you can download episode one now for free from BigFinish.com. That was Nick the Spiv there uh, giving his latest releases from uh, a market stall in Peckham. If you, if you want some <laughs> nylons, got some nylons here. <laughs> Here's the good stuff. Here's the good stuff. <laughs> Almost time to say goodbye. In a moment, we'll be hitting you right between the ear things with a big old teaser from our BBC Audio Award-nominated Absent Friends. It's an Eighth Doctor adventure in the Doom Coalition series, and it's phenomenal. It's one of the best we've ever released. Beautifully written by John Dorney, expertly directed by Ken Bentley. Great performances from Paul McGann, Hattie Morahan, Nicola Walker, and the whole cast. And superb sound design and stupendous music by... Oh, and superb sound design by Benji Clifford. I can't believe I missed your name out there. And stupendous music by Jamie Robertson. It's just 
very special. If you haven't bought it yet, have a listen to the big slice of it we're about to serve up. But just before we do that, can we please give a shout out to Big Finish Unwrapped? Oh, why not? Since we're in full-blown promo mode this week. Uh, that's right, it's a fairly new thing, actually. Big Finish Unwrapped is a live video Facebook event available at around 7.30 in the evening, that's UK time, uh, for every first Sunday of the month, and it's presented by our marketing guru, or GNU. GNU. Is it GNU? Yes. Okay. He got misspelt once, so he's always calling himself a marketing GNU. <laughs> our marketing GNU. <laughs> As he prefers to be known, Mr. Chris Griffin. Chris, who many think looks like and sounds a bit like Ricky Gervais, which really annoys Chris. So he calls Ricky Gervais, he calls him Ricky Gervais rather than Ricky Gervais. Uh, he has a, a, a bit of off-the-cuff fun unwrapping and chatting about our latest releases with anyone who wants to send in a message via our Facebook page. It's all done in real time, so you can drop in and ask Chris anything. It usually lasts about, you know, three quarters of an hour to an hour. We'll be letting you know when the next one's coming up. It'll be the first Sunday of February, if all goes to plan. It's getting more and more popular, so do join in. Don't get left out. And it's loads of fun! There we go. Right then, it is time to say goodbye. Goodbye! Goodbye! And here's a slice of Doctor Who Doom Coalition Absent Friends up for a BBC Audio Drama Award. here on such a lovely day. I know you gentlemen of the press are sacrificing your afternoons by listening to me, so I will endeavour to give you something worth your while. Certainly more than just the sandwiches. <laughs> now, I know there's been a little controversy over this mask from a few of the local residents. Too right! It's an eyesore! Some of whom even appear to have made it here today. Well, I'm sorry about that. I truly am. But the 21st century is just around the corner, and everyone needs to be ready. For too long now, the mobile phone has been a luxury. We at Superville Com foresee a time when everybody will have one. When they will be as ubiquitous in our homes as the television, the microwave, as, well, <laughs> phones. <laughs> However, we do also understand that the march of progress is not without its casualties. And we like to think we're a conscientious company. So we're willing to offer every villager in Calcott affected by this mast a brand spanking new mobile phone, absolutely free of charge. I think you can just buy us off? No, my dear lady. I think we can persuade you. Try one of our phones for a week, and we truly believe it will change your mind, change your life. Our representatives will be travelling door to door in the next few days, passing out the very... Hello? Selwyn? Hello, sir. Good to hear from you. I've just been watching it back now. I'm very pleased. Everything went precisely to plan.
Oh, how wonderful. Back in England. Sweet England. You're sure? You can tell that quickly. Can't you? Not really. I mean, I've been here a lot, but it's not my world. The village green? The village pub? The church? Where else could it be? It's unmistakable. You'd be surprised. The doctor's taken me to a few English theme planets over the years. Doctor, tell her. This is England. I'm right, aren't I? Completely wrong. See, I told... What, really? I was heading for Gallifrey. Why have I landed in an English village? We're in completely the wrong place. <sighs> Gallifrey? Well, given all that's happened, I wanted to keep Padraig in the loop. You know, it's been a long time since I've driven the TARDIS incorrectly. Did either of you fiddle with the console? Uh, I'm not a fiddler. Wouldn't know where to start. I suppose not. It must be a fault in the system. Well, if there is, it's a lovely one. I'm home. Well, sort of. You know what I mean. I can't have her failing me at a time like this. I'll have to give her a complete overhaul. It might be best if you kept out of the way. Liv, Helen, how does a day in the country sound to you? Wonderful. Could be interesting, I suppose. I've done London, I've done the coast. Might as well do the bits in the middle. Oh, you won't regret it. It's all so peaceful and beautiful. We used to have holidays in the Lake District when I was growing up, just after the war. It was lovely. Well, some of it was. Excellent. Then why don't I book you two into the pub? Just in case, they usually have rooms. You never know how long these things are going to take. Late 20th century, I think. But after your time, Helen. Oh. Service. Shop. Landlord? Landlord? Mm, yes, that's awkward. Uh, good morning. Or is it afternoon? Could be early evening, I suppose, if it's uh, midsummer. Good, uh, whatever time of day it is. Stop talking now. Hello, ignore him. My friend Helen here and I. Hello. Yes, uh, we're just passing through the area and we were wondering if you had any rooms going for the night. I might have a couple. The three of you, is it? Oh, no, just us two. Good. I'll check my bookings. Can't take you anywhere, can I? Nonsense. I'm the perfect holiday companion. Oh, newspapers. Excellent. I can find out the exact year. Oh, that someone's so adept at saving the universe really struggles with the small things. No, you grit your teeth and wait till it's over. That's what I do. What's a mobile phone mast? No. This leaflet here. Stop the mobile phone mast. I can imagine what a mobile phone must be. Yeah, personal communicator. They had a few in Stegmore, I think. A mast's presumably a transmitter for relaying the signals. Oh, I see. Calcott. I know Calcott. It isn't far from London. 1998. Not a favourite, but basically tolerable. 1998? Yep, and August. You love it. Long days, barbecues, lemonade on the patio. We've missed Wimbledon fortnight, but you can't have everything. Now, I think these will work as a form of currency in this time period. Yep. Here we are. Debit cards. A bit primitive, but they'll have to make do. Debit cards? Yes. Now, I've just loaded them with enough money to see you through. The pin number is 2311, if anyone asks. Mother's maiden name? Well, that's a question and a half. Bluff it. That's all you're telling us? How do they work, specifically? Oh, you're smart. You'll figure it out. Right. Time is, as ever, of the essence. If you need me, I'll be back at the TARDIS, tinkering. Have fun. Oh, we will. Just as long as it doesn't turn into a desperate struggle for survival, like usual. Helen? Helen, you're right. I 
1998. That's practically tomorrow. Tomorrow? I mean, from my time, it, it's not very far off at all. Oh, I suppose not, comparatively speaking. 35 years. Blink of an eye to a time traveller. My future. Not the future. My own future. People I know will still be alive. Yep, yeah, I've got two rooms. You're lucky. It would have been one, but that archaeologist popped off early. Without paying. One room. We only need one. Oh? One? What are you going on about, one? Trust me. Yes, uh, just the one. I'll get your key. What is it? This close to my own time. My own place. I can go and see what's changed. I can see what's happened to my family. Oh, now, are you sure that's a good idea? I doubt the doctor would approve. The doctor doesn't have to know. If these cards can pay for a pub room, they can pay for a return ticket on the train. Somehow. We don't even know how they work. I'll ask someone. Come on. I'll be there and back before he notices. I don't know. You might meet future you, you know, if you've already come back. I won't have done. I'm on the run from the police. I just want to have a look. See Harry and George, maybe my mother and father if they're still around. I won't try and talk to them or anything. Please, live. I have to do this. You can cover for me, can't you? Oh, you're not going to let me say no, are you? Wonderful. Thank you, Liv. You're a good friend. Yes, more for me. I'll be back before you know it. I hope I don't regret that. Someone in there? Why are you speaking in such a deep? Ah, uh, because you're a man. Afternoon. Good afternoon. What a lovely one it is too. How do you do? I'm the doctor, Philip Cook. Pleasure to meet you. So they finally brought someone in, eh? Eh? Police telephone box, eh? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting anyone to call the police. <laughs> that seems a trifle extreme, but still, you installing it? A bit overqualified to do that, aren't you, if you're a doctor? You could say that, but in a competitive job market, you've got to take what you can. I haven't seen one of these in years. Funny bringing them back, isn't it? Oh, well, you know how it is. Everyone's into retro these days. Or was that last year? Oh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I'm in the antiques trade. I run the shop over there. I see it. Lovely. The people are always coming to me after vintage stuff and all that. I'm rushed off my feet, so I can quite understand the appeal of these things. And if it gets the job done... Job? What job? Y you are here about the nuisance calls. Uh, no. I don't know anything about them. People have been getting lots of them since the new mast went up. Mm, it's nothing to me, but I believe that sort of thing does happen. You don't work for the police? Not usually. Superville Com, then. You work for Superville? No, I don't work for anyone, generally. I'm a free agent. I see. So... What are you doing with that police box, if you don't work for anyone? Well, I'm supposed to be repairing it, nominally. Repairing it? Already? It's only just arrived. But I've run a full diagnostic check and I've discovered something very worrying. Very worrying indeed. Oh? There's absolutely nothing wrong with her. Ah. Isn't that good? Well, I'm afraid not, because if she's working perfectly, it means there's something very wrong somewhere else. And I have no idea what or where. Tell me, Mr. Cook, has anything unusual happened in this village recently? Well, there's the nuisance telephone call. Apart from that, strange lights in the sky? 
Odd happenings around a stately home? No. Pity. I know where I am at those. If you don't know what you're looking for, where are you going? To the pub. Yes. <laughs> That's usually what I do, too. I'm going to find my friends. Engineers, are they? No, they're a medic and a language scholar. Why do you ask? Oh, just wondering. Yeah, are they particularly good at phone repairs? Not remotely. Good day. Good day. Strange chap. Thought I might just head out for What the a... hell is wrong with you? You're sick, do you know that? Sick! You are not my son. My son is dead, alright? Well, I'm glad you find that funny because I don't. Goodbye. Is something the matter? Sorry, what? You're upset. I thought I might be able to help. Well, it's none of your business, is it? Maybe not, but when someone's... Look, you're right. It was a mistake. I, I shouldn't have interfered. No. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm the one that should apologise. It, it's, it's not your fault. It was just... Um, someone keeps mucking around on my phone. Calling me up. They're pretending to be... Well, it, it doesn't matter who they're pretending to be. I mean, it's kids, probably. They just touched a nerve. Booming phone. I never wanted the thing in the first place. Ban the mobile phone mast. Eh? Uh, those leaflets over there. Oh. Oh, are they still out? Oh, should have got rid of them ages ago. Waste of time, they were. Oh? As you can see, my phone. A bribe for everyone in town, and we all bought in. People are always very keen to protest. Right up until someone swings by offering them a bargain. Self-interest always outweighs conviction, in my experience. Oh, you'd be surprised. Would I? Look, I'm heading out now, but I'll be around, you know, the next few days. If you want to talk. I'll be fine, thank you. About anything? I said I'll be fine. Yes, well, if you're sure. I am. Take care. <laughs> 